Hey, what's going on? Welcome to The Doug Show. My name is Doug Cunnington. And in this episode, we're getting an update from Christy. We've been working together for a few years now, and we've been tracking along every single month for two years. So that means we must have like 22 interviews um, just in the last couple of years. So you could follow along with the growth of her site. We have a couple big milestones for the October update, and that is crossing over $10,000 in a month uh, just from the website earnings. Christy also landed a $3,400 retainer with one of the companies in the industry. So technically, the gross revenue is about $14,200. And she hit a tra- another traffic milestone of you know the most traffic that she's seen. And it's, it's pretty amazing. So Christy, how's it going today? Well, it's going pretty great. Pretty great for all the reasons you just said. Yeah. And it's, um, I feel like it's been a long time coming and you've weathered, uh, you know, several Google updates along the way, no major impacts. Uh, generally, I think there've been a couple hiccups, but not, uh, not like other people have seen. And you've been working on the site for roughly four years. Is that right? Okay. So I, you know, gave away some of the punchline here, but yeah, can you hit some of the results? Uh, you could talk about some of the total earnings uh, for the lifetime of the site, what happened in the last month and break it down, and then we can dive into the traffic. Sure. So this was a big month, like you said, um, first time that we've crossed $10,000 just for the site. So for the site plus the writing retainer, we were looking at 14000 for the month which is insane because the first month I just like to remember was $14. So big change. It is possible. Um, For the year that puts the site at around 65,000 with the writing retainer that puts it at about a hundred thousand for the year. And then lifetime earnings for the site is sitting at 188. So 188,000. And then adding in the writing retainer puts us over two at 223,000. So that's earnings. And then for traffic, this was a high traffic month. Again, I love to see that. That makes me feel like the new content is working. So this month, uh, traffic landed at 161,000. And then lifetime of over 3 million, which is cool. Wow. Very awesome. And as far as expenses, so we do go over expenses too. So you obviously made a lot, but where did some of the money go? Yep. So this month expenses were $3,600, a little higher than it could have been. Um, I mentioned in the blog update (coughs) why, but there was $1,700 that um, I paid for some artwork for a physical product that I want to put together and a thousand dollars to my content manager. And then new content costs was 425 for the month. So there was a one-time thing in there, but otherwise pretty standard as far as like content manager and new blogs go. Cool. And um, I drank some tea and then it went down the wrong pipe. So sorry. I thought. (laughs) So, uh, I think I'm recovered now. Thanks for covering for me. No problem. So, we do have all the 
stats and historical information. A lot of people do like to see the blog posts and there's graphs and charts. And again, you could go and look at the last, you know, two years of updates out there and, and track along and understand, you know, how much was spent and, you know, lifetime expenses, I think were, uh, it looks to be 72,600. So quite a bit of money, but that's over four years. And of course, you mentioned the lifetime earnings are 188. So, you know, pretty, uh, you know, big investment, but also it's, it's paid off, especially if you look at the actual valuation of the site, if you look at it as an asset, not just a cash flow uh, machine. Which I always so. forget to do. So I have no idea what it would be worth now. <laughs> right. And probably, I mean, the fact that you have, you know, different traffic sources, mm-hmm. although mostly Google, right? Probably 90% Google. Mm-hmm. But you have multiple revenue streams from different affiliate programs, yep. a good split between your Amazon revenue and then your ad revenue. So I think you would probably be uh, at least in the 40x um, range. You also have an email list and mm-hmm. um, some very good links. So I think it would be maybe in the low 40x monthly multiple. So that's a lot. That's a lot. Yeah, yep. could be, you know, 400, 500k. Yeah, that's something a lot. like that. Very good. And again, hopefully... If I just keep it another five years, I'll make that anyway, and it'll be worth even more. Right. We'll see. Yeah, exactly. So um, it's very dramatic if you look at the chart, you know, the earnings that, you know, tracked uh, starting at the very end of 2018, and then, you know, kind of a continual growth, and you could kind of, you know, look at a trend line there and see, you know, there were maybe a couple little setbacks here and there. You can see the big retail seasons, which we're kind of bracing for right now. And yeah, pretty amazing. So how much time are you putting into the site these days? So I've definitely put in less time on new content since hiring a content manager, which I've only done this year. So that's amazing. Like I'm not proofing articles. I'm not um, working with writers anymore. I'm not doing any of that stuff. So pretty much my time is spent on reviewing and publishing new content um, also doing all the keyword research and um, just doing kind of like the overall where's the site heading, developer projects, all that kind of stuff. But overall, yeah, I, I've given away a lot of the stuff that I used to do. And that's opened me up to be like, well, how do I want to do the site next year? So kind of exciting. Cool. And we'll, we'll actually dive into that mm-hmm. in the next update. But let's dig into the earnings because it was definitely, you know, quite a bit of growth from the previous month, which was, you know, fine. I think the last three months were tracking right around 7,000. And then we jumped a lot Mm -hmm. um, to over, you know, over 10,000. So uh, what is that? That's something like a 40, 45% increase. So why did that happen? What what was going on? Yeah. So... Amazon was a major player in that. Uh, It actually jumped about $3,000 from last (laughs) month, which is insane. Um, Part of that reason we could chat about was that Amazon was doing kind of a special promotion of commission increases starting October 1st through the end of the year. I don't know why. 
I don't know why they would do that after historically just cutting commissions. So that's uh, unknown, but I'm not looking that gift horse in the mouth. That's fine. So Amazon was up 3000 and ads were also up nearly 3000, um, which is really cool. So no, that's not right. I'm looking at my numbers wrong. Amazon was up 3000 ads were up about 400. Yes, that, that is correct. Sense. I was like, okay, what am I making? 25,000? No. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So up about 400. So that's mm-hmm. like, you know, 10% or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then the Amazon like doubled basically. Like, why do you think that Amazon would do that when they've historically only cut things? I, that, as you were saying it, I was trying to think about that. And it, you know, in the last few weeks here, I think Amazon uh, has talked about layoffs. So uh-huh. they're actually laying off people. The only thing I could think of, which is pure speculation, I have right. no idea, is um, knowing there is an economic downturn, inflation mm-hmm. is hitting. They maybe want us as affiliates to be a little more proactive promoting to Amazon. I mean, I want and, them to think they need us. Right. And maybe that is it. Um, You know, over two years, it's given people uh, a lot of time to either shift to other affiliate Mm -hmm. programs. Sometimes there's no other option. Mm -hmm. But if you're in the, you know, technology space or Mm -hmm. like photo and video, there's like uh, Adorama, I don't know how to say that, Mm -hmm. uh, company and then B&H Photo Mm -hmm. and a couple others. Walmart's a big player too. I think Walmart has a... Do. Is it Walmart Plus? It's like the they have like an affiliate program too, and they have a similar program to like Amazon Prime, mm-hmm. um, and you get like gas discounts and like yeah. two day shipping, and essentially the same kind of benefits. So maybe there is a little bit more competition in that space. Yeah. Um, that's the only thing that I that's could think the only of. thing I could think of was like, do you need us again? <laughs> it's Which a would supply be great. and demand thing. It's yeah, great. and it could be you know the other part is. I mean, I think there's a ton of Amazon affiliates out there, but in our space, especially in the YouTube area where a lot of people are talking really about informational sites, Mm -hmm. it seems like a lot of newer uh, niche site owners and creators are trying to do all information and go for display ads. Mm -hmm. And almost all of them, and they're like, we want to stay clear of product reviews. And I, I mean... There's a balance, but there there's a supply and demand situation yeah. that eventually will show up. And maybe that's it. Maybe hmm. that's it. Okay. I don't know. So, and I, I wasn't um, sure we actually had to look it up uh, before the call. Yeah. It's all the way to the end of the year. So, I didn't know if it was just going to be like just October, but it's, a, you know, the full uh, quarter. So, yeah, all the way amazing. to the end of the year, which, I mean, it'll, it'll be... It'll be really significant. And it's not every category, just as a reminder, it's not every category that they have, but it's probably 12 categories and they're it's pretty decent bit. ones. Um, none of them are my primary one, but doesn't matter to me. I'll, I'll take commission raises at any point. It'll make a big difference. Yeah. yeah. And the thing is, um, you know, who knows, they may extend it or, you yeah. know, uh, make it more permanent or, or change it. But yeah, if you, if people check like their, their email, which they had to opt in in the September timeframe, mm-hmm. then 
you can see exactly what the previous commission rate was yep. and what they moved it up to. But, you know, often it was whatever, like 3% to yeah. five and a half percent. So that's a huge amount. It doesn't sound that much because you're mm -hmm. talking like three to 5%, but that's like, you know, 50%, yep. 45% increase yep. in earnings. So, okay. And I've clearly benefited. So yeah, <laughs> for sure. Here's a quick word from our new sponsor, Sunudo. And I just learned about this new SEO app called Sunudo, and it has six main modules and over a dozen tools. It'll help you plan and write content for your website that's optimized for SEO. You just enter your domain and a keyword, and then Sunudo will generate dozens or even hundreds of article ideas, along with keyword sets and competition analysis. Then Sunudo will guide you with the optimal content length, keyword usage, headlines, and so on, all that on-page SEO stuff. That means that most of the SEO and content work that normally takes tons of research and analysis and reading other blog posts and checking what is out there, it usually takes a really long time. This one saves you a ton of effort. And the best part is when you follow Sunudo's guidelines for content, your site will gradually gain topical authority and reach higher in Google rankings and well, you'll get more traffic that way. What I love about Sunudo is the approach to semantic SEO, including keyword grouping and topic clusters. With a unique three-step workflow, you can holistically plan, write, and track content that will put you ahead of your competition. So Sunudo already has a lot of great value for the money, and there are Black Friday, Cyber Monday sales going on. I'll put a link in the show notes in this case, you can save up to 50%. And thanks a lot to Sunudo. You can learn more at Sunudo, that's S-E-N-U-T-O.com for more details. Any other, uh, in any other areas as far as earnings that um, were I interesting? Did just a little bit of catch up on like some smaller affiliate programs I don't often check. So occasionally I'll just go back in and check a bunch of them. And so there was another like $500 in that bucket of just doing catch up on those. So it doesn't cost me a lot to just have some other little ones in the mix. And mm -hmm. uh, I just don't check them every month. Okay, cool. And then anything in the way of like media sales. So you put together a media kit and essentially those are like direct ads with brands. So did you Correct. earn any from there? Um, so we did have a $300 sale from the media kit for two posts and uh, we have not received them yet, but I did get paid. So all good. Okay. That's cool. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes when you work with a company, they're like, you have to deliver and then we're going to pay you. But right. here you have the leverage. So you could say, no, you have to pay me first. Which is what you told me last time because the first company yeah. did do that. And then the second time here, I was like, it is due up front. So yeah. took your advice. Yeah. And you can't, I mean, the thing is, especially, you know, with your particular site, mm -hmm. um, you have like, you don't have to do it. Right. So mm -hmm. you could just say no. Right. <laughs> and it's yeah. not a big deal. It's not going to change what you're doing or no. your expenses or anything. Because, you know, the way that you have, structured your expenses, like you save the money that you spent mm -hmm. this year, you saved that last year, right? Yep. 
Okay. So you're running it like an actual business <laughs> where you have cash reserves. Mm-hmm. You're not like and I actually cash flow business. just did that again for 2023. So cool. I set aside everything that I'll need for next year, this year. Perfect. Okay. All right. So that covers the earnings and uh, the expenses. So um, what about content? So initially our goal was to publish about uh, 400 articles by June and then Isn't about halfway so through you decided <laughs> decided not to. So where are we at yeah, now? Yeah, I decided not to. Um, so now we're over 200, which is great. And I did catch up on the publishing that I got behind on. So we had about 25 new posts go up in October. Okay. And then. So the whole have, site, I would say too, is now sitting at around like 688 posts, I think. Okay. So a bunch. 688. All right. Are you are you starting to run out of keywords? It seems like a lot. It does seem like a lot. Uh, I mean, at the beginning of the year, I put 400 into this document for new content. So, like, there's another 200 for sure without me doing any extra work. So, yeah. Okay. Not cool. not right now. <laughs> so, you're, you're in good shape? We're in good shape. Okay. And you have been publishing a lot of new content over the year and we put together a custom report so you could track along. So how many visitors have gone to the new content? Yep. So tipped over a hundred thousand or at 133,000 for the year. And that is since we started doing that in like April was really when it picked up. So that's for, you know, not a full year, but. And you have 1.2 million for the year. So that makes, um, you know, roughly 10%, Mm -hmm. a little bit more than 10%, which is kind of amazing. You know, it's new content and it boosted your traffic by 10%. And there is a chart of that for anyone who wants to see that. Like you can see a very clear growth line in the blog post um, with a couple of higher blips in the middle. Not sure what those are about, but yeah, on the whole, the trend line is good. Cool. And I think, you know, sometimes you end up with spam type traffic bots. Um, so unless there was a specific reason that you could track back where you could see that traffic came from social media, maybe it went viral, Mm -hmm. but I think probably, you know, you show up occasionally and technically you could filter them out, but in this Mm -hmm. graph, it's just the raw data, which is fine. There was, yeah, there was one post, if I'm remembering correctly, that went out around that time that I have gotten some affiliate sales from. So it's possible it was real. I don't know. And I think this highlights one area. So Christy, you stay out of the (laughs) metrics and details and you you don't even really look. Right. So, you know, one could go and look at the source of where they're coming from and see how they interacted, even just with the basics of Google Analytics, you could go and see like this traffic stayed on the page for five minutes or they were there for like one second or less. And then you could make a determination if it was real traffic or not. One could do that. Yep. But at the end of the day, (laughs) it doesn't actually. Yeah. And and the thing is, uh, some people are like, oh, why would you not look? Um, You focus on the content more Mm -hmm. than anything else. And it turns out, 
Here's the thing, right? If you looked and we determined that it was spam traffic, would it change any decisions that you have made or will make in the future? No, it would just make me feel more neurotic about it. Exactly. So unless you're going to do something with the information, it doesn't really make a huge difference. Um, It would be good to know and you could have like cleaner data, right? But again, it's just a blip. So the trend line is, you know, uh, distinguishable Mm -hmm. and you can make assumptions from that, which is you publish new content and people visited that traffic or visited that and you can see it via the traffic. And we don't talk about this all the time, but I do have kind of a famously delayed um, data checking. Like I don't check earnings or traffic or anything until the 15th of every month. So like the first two weeks, I don't look at it and I'm just working. Um, And then mid month I check and it gives me a really good sense of where I'm going to be at the end of the month. But what I find is that if I allowed myself to become the person that is checking every five minutes, um, that's not productive at all. Right. So I just don't do that. So food for thought. It's not for everyone, but it works for me. And I'm not, um, I'm not that intense in that area, but generally, yeah, uh, like you make a plan and then you execute the plan. So, you know, I'm thinking this year, the stock market is down quite a bit. Mm -hmm. And like, that is where I do a lot of investing. Mm -hmm. And um, I don't look. I I have a friend, I I chatted with him yesterday and I was like, oh, and you look like every day at your portfolio. And he's like, sometimes every hour. So the thing is, he he doesn't do anything different with it. Right. Um, But he says that he enjoys it. He might actually enjoy it, okay. but I don't know. Well, I <laughs> know that I wouldn't enjoy it. So there's no reason for me to be doing it. Exactly. Yep. And he may have gotten to the point where he does enjoy it. Cause I think at some point it actually would stress him out. I mean, yeah. when it goes up, that's cool. Great. But the problem is you get the downside too. Right. And he said, um, he said he, in 2022, he's down, 1.5 million. Mm-hmm. So that hurts a little bit. That and little you know, that bit. was up a little bit. But yeah. do you want it to hurt every hour? Like that seems like the it. difference. Yeah. He says know. he likes it. I don't know. I need but. to get him another hobby. Maybe <laughs> I something, think so. something more positive. Well, the thing is that means he's looking at it like social media so, and like by habit. You guys get, get like off of there. Too. Get off of there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Same. Okay. Anyway, point being, find a process yeah. that works for you that is productive and is not just looking at the data. Like I think that if starting out, I was just in analytics all the time, I wouldn't have written all the articles to get the site started. Like you just get stuck. So right. for me, at least it was like, do the job and then look and see if it's working that, you know, I can't. Stop right. doing the job every five minutes to try to see if it's working. Like you're not going to get a good sense of it. And the delay is so long from like the work you're doing until you see the results that is yep. not super useful. Another part of that is, um, I completely forgot what I was going to say, but. <laughs> well, I would just say that it's like demotivational to do that, to look right. for like daily progress and so if you're trying to do this over the long run, which is what I'm trying to do is like stay motivated, motivated and stay interested in it. 
Like I need to see some broad trends of like, this is working. I don't need to see it wasn't working the last 40 minutes. Like that right, doesn't right. help me want to go publish articles. So, And I thank you for filling in. I remembered what I was going to say. So a lot of times more data is not necessarily helpful. It depends on the data, mm-hmm. but you know, to your point, you were focused on execution, not like results early on. Right. And part of that is like, we were working together and I told you, don't you look do. too often. Yes. You're, it's going to get in the way. And usually people can't help it and they still do more than whatever I recommend. I just did what you said. And you followed it and, and you focused on execution. So there's, um, there have been studies on this. So I, won't be able to reference exactly where I heard this, but basically people um, and experts who have like a ton of data mm-hmm. and they're given all this data to make a decision, they will you know, analyze the data, they'll make a decision and they'll feel really confident about it. Mm-hmm. And it turns out they're no more correct than <laughs> people that do not have the data. Yeah. And then, you know, they're, they just feel more confident about it. So it's, mm. it's like an expert or data bias. And sometimes having more data does truly help you make a better decision, but sometimes it doesn't. And we think certain data is really helpful. So again, we're looking at the spam traffic that we could filter out, but it turns out it doesn't matter because you would have done exactly the same thing as you did. So we know Mm -hmm. it probably doesn't matter. Um, The other side of it is if it did go viral, right? If it actually was a good post and it mm-hmm. went viral, you maybe could have identified a few other topic areas that were really close. So this is the downside. Mm-hmm. So if it was real, you maybe could have done more of what worked really well. It turned out okay, um, yeah. but you you knew which post you published around then. So you looked at mm-hmm. it and you probably have considered it, right? Well, so actually do a bunch of posts around that topic, which is why I did that one post at all. Okay. Product review post. Um, so like, yeah, I don't check the data all the time, but I do know that that topic is good for me and that Google likes me for that. So that is part of like the new content post hit list for the year. So that's good. You know, got it. Um, but yeah. If I, if I miss out on a little bit, then oh well, I guess. Okay. Moving on, there are a couple other areas. So um, there was like a physical product that you were looking at. Can you get us up to date on that and what's going on? Yes. So this is something that always gets um, on the back burner because content comes first and that's totally fine. But last year, the thing that I did um, was focused on getting the artwork done for what I want to create because I can't really do that myself the way that I like envisioned it. I need an actual person with real skills. So I had planned to get that done in exchange for doing a small website for this person, but she never got her act together on giving me anything for a website. So after like literally a year and a half, I was like, please just invoice me, you know, like we're just going to be done. I'm not going to have this thing sitting out there forever. So anyway, I have artwork I've paid for it. Um, and hopefully next year I'm just going to be like, let's take one month to get this done and be done with it. So it's still an idea I very much like it just doesn't get prioritized. Got it. So 
Did you create the website for her? No, she never sent me okay. anything. So I was like, just invoice me for the art. Gotcha. You know, did you, <laughs> why, so why did you, why did you pay her? Um, I mean, I could see paying her some, but maybe not because you paid her 1700 bucks. Mm-hmm. But she like totally failed on her end of the bargain, right? Well, she did all the art that she promised. I just wasn't able to deliver my half because she didn't give me anything for the site. So like I paid her for what she did, which was legit. Okay. So it is legit and usable Mm -hmm. and you have the rights for it. Okay. Gotcha. And she just never sent you anything. Yep. Huh. Okay. Not in a real hurry, turns out. But yeah, yeah, I'm trying to get rid of some of like, this is a broader thing that I'm doing, like getting rid of some of these little, um, you know, little projects that I have that aren't really paid very well, or they're just like the extra stuff that's always in your mind where you're like, well, I could go publish content or I could do these other 12 things. And I'm just trying to get rid of some of that stuff. And that was one of those things. Cool. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Another another thing that you're working on is your developer. So you had a developer okay. that you've been working with for a little while. You've kind of gone through these, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think the issue that I've seen generally is that, like everyone, right, developers would like a set amount of work forever. I don't have that, right? Like I may have a couple projects that are larger, but then mostly I'm going to send you like maybe an email or two a month. Like it's not a big income generator for someone, uh, which then bumps us to like the end of the priority list and you're waiting weeks to hear back and you're following up eight times and you're like, I know it's not a big deal for you, but I'm having to remember to follow up on it eight times. I really love it. So that's kind of where we got to. And, uh, after having said, well, maybe you could assign us a day of the week in which you get back to me about anything that's open. No, that is unreasonable. I wouldn't be able to do that. And I was just like, I think you can, I've prepaid you hours. I think you could use them however I want to. Oh, you prepaid. Well, like blocks of five hours. Oh, just five hours. You know, like, but I'm like, so we can't use it to update me on my projects what are we talking about (laughs) yeah so that doesn't work for me um so yeah so i found myself a woman that i'm hoping will be great uh but yeah my developer has not even responded to the note about you won't be my developer anymore okay cool where'd you find the developer upwork okay yeah yeah, and I think, you know, that's the thing with freelancers. Like, they can come. It's easy to hire one, but they come and go. Yeah. Sometimes they just, you know, get flaky. So. Which is fine, but good grief. I feel like I put up with it for a long time, and I was like, am I the client? I think so. I think it's me, yeah. right? Did you at least leave a bad review? Um, I probably will once I take him out of everything. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm oh, trying to get the other thing. with like a transition document for the new person. It'd be great if you responded. There's a strong chance if you documented everything properly mm-hmm. that you can get a refund from Upwork. So there, yeah, potentially. Yeah, and it's very easy oh. to do, and I would yeah. highly recommend it because you prepaid him, and he's not doing the work. He's not even responding, so it's kind of a oh. slam dunk. They're very good with uh, clients. 
Well, partly, and I hate to say this, but he wanted to go off of Upwork. And so sometimes we do. But not always. Not always. Oh, not at the beginning. So the last time. Mm-hmm. Uh, gotcha. Which is fun. Right. At most, I'm down a couple hours, but yeah. point being, like, I've reminded myself that I deserve better customer service than none. So <laughs> we're moving on to someone who hopefully um, can actually, you know, like acknowledge when I email them. That would be great. It's kind of a baseline. Yep. I'm very friendly, Doug. This is not something <laughs> where I'm just like, I am a nightmare. I'm very easy. to. This is not a large commitment of time. Please tell me you got my email. And you, you pay well. So one, I do. one thing. <laughs> it's a hundred dollars like an hour. You can't tell me you got my stuff. What are we talking about? Yep. Yeah. 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 hundred bucks an hour. And I was going to say, Sorry. you pay your content manager 50 bucks an yes. hour and writers very well too. So, yes. Okay. Well, good luck um, with the new developer. Have you done any work with her yet? Um, no, because I was hoping to onboard her next week, but we'll see if I have anything to onboard her to. I may just have to figure it out myself. Okay. And yeah. onboarding, meaning your old developer needed to. I wanted him to go something. through like, here's all the systems that we're using. Here are the things I've learned about code that I've changed for this plugin. What, you know, whatever background. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. And. Well, I guess your new developer can have a quick look, but actually that's mm-hmm. one thing maybe is an ongoing situation that you have documentation of the work that the yes. person does along Which the way. I asked for previously. Like I went back to the job description that I had yeah. posted that he had applied for and I had outlined exactly that. I was like a developer log. I would like a weekly update. Like these are the things that I had said. And I was like, yeah, I said them right there. And then I just allowed right. it not to happen. Yep. I was going to say, and then you have to make them do it. Mm-hmm. So. I don't know. I'm not your mother. We're coming towards the end. So Christy, what do you have coming up uh, like in November and really for the rest of the year too? Yes. So I would say November on, I'm in the mode of one part, living the holiday dream here. I'm hoping that, you know, traffic and earnings stay up. Um, The second part is spending the next 60 days prepping for next year now that I have a full team supporting me. So I'm going through looking at all the retainers that I'll have, kind of running the math on that. Like I said, pre-saving that money for all of next year so that I just know I already have it. I'm not relying on the site to make the money I need to pay people. That's just something I like to do. Um, And then just looking at kind of the focus for next year. So whether that pivots to updating existing content, which is kind of where I'm leaning, um, you know, I'm just going to kind of put together the plan for 2023. So if people have advice slash input on that, happy to hear it. Um, I think you have people just comment on the videos or the blog and then we can talk about it. Cool. And yeah, people can uh, shoot me an email feedback at Doug.show if you have questions. Or of course, on the YouTube side, you can just leave a comment, which we'll check out and we can, uh, you know, add it to the list. So that sounds good. Yes, we'll look at sort of plans for next year. And the other thing is, um, if you are uh, watching or listening, you can uh, help me out by either leaving a review over on Apple 
podcasts or Spotify, or if you're watching on YouTube, make sure you're subscribed. Leave a comment. Uh, you can hit the thumbs up. All those things sort of help out. And if you're not on the email list, you can sign up over at nichesiteproject.com. Click the green button, enter your name and email, and I'll send you you know, updates whenever I do interviews and such, but you also get all the systems and templates that I use. And actually, Christy, you wrote um, mm -hmm. some templates that you use. So you started with mine and then you have shared things like your, uh, you know, job posting for yep. writers, the documents you use for like onboarding and content briefs and so on. And that includes like style guidelines and other, you know, very specific details, examples too. So people can customize it, but you give a, a few examples as well. Correct. Perfect. All right. Well, thanks, Christy. And we'll talk to you uh, coming up soon. Cool. Thanks. If you have any questions for Christy, you could shoot me an email, feedback at doug.show be interviewing her again in early December and then early January to get the recap. One thing we're going to switch up, you know, we've been doing updates from Christy every month for the last almost two years. It's a lot of episodes and it's great to follow along, but there's a lot of, uh, well, maybe repetitiveness and she's kind of in a holding pattern. She's not in like a major growth uh, area or you know, piece of work. So we're going to scale it back to about once a quarter for the upcoming updates in 2023. So we'll still get updates. I may check in from time to time uh, outside of that for the uh, updates from Christy, but we'll just do the interviews and blog post updates once a quarter. That's the plan anyway. So if you have any questions, you know, like I said, for the next two months, we'll get the normal sort of updates from Christy. And after that, it'll sort of taper down a little bit. So it's been fun, you know, catching up and seeing the progress. And there have been ups and downs and technical issues and SEO, uh, you know, problems here and there. But overall, it's been a great case study to work along with. And I mean, I think the coolest part is you can go back all the way in the very beginning, early 2019, when Christy made $100 for the first time. So there's really a, a long, a long period of time, a long period of like developing skills and all that stuff. So thanks. Thanks to Christy for uh, taking the time out this, this month to chat with me about it and looking forward to getting an update pretty soon. This is coming out, I believe, if my calendar is correct, on Cyber Monday. I hope so, because today is Black Friday when I'm recording this outro. And there's some deals out there. So some deals were only like 24 hours. Some deals were really quick. Some uh, just over the weekend. Some of them go all the way to the end of the month and others to the end of the week. So it's all over the place. Basically, I have a page over on Niche Site Project that you could check out where they're the deals that I've collected, and uh, usually they're affiliate deals, and you could check them out there. Typically, the correct information is listed under whatever deal that is. However, there's a chance that either I got the information late, or the information was wrong, or I wrote it down wrong. So it should be correct is what I'm saying. I mean, I double-checked it, but if there's something... 
there's something unexpected on there when you follow the link, I did my best to make it accurate. Anyway, you could follow it and check it out. One thing, you know, that I've, I've mentioned, you know, don't buy shit that you don't need. Only get these deals if it's something you're going to buy anyway. And, you know, part of that, part of that is, you know, my sort of, I don't know if I want to say anti-consumerism attitude, but that's probably the best description. How about cautious? How about be a cautious and intentional consumer? So buy stuff that you need. Don't buy something because it's a good deal, because it's an expiring deal, for example. Get it because you want it and you could use it and, you know, don't buy it. Don't buy it if it's just going to sit on the shelf. I'm guilty of that. I've done it several times in the past and I... I'm slowly learning. I'm slowly learning. So, and another shout out to uh, Sanudo. It is, uh, you know, I think it's sort of a newer company out of Poland. They reached out to me and I like what I saw out there. We, you know, reached an advertising deal. So we're, we're working together uh, to see how it goes. So check it out over there. And, you know, if you want to help support the show, go over there. Even if you're, you know, not sure if you're going to use the tool all the time, go over there and check it out. Let them know that you appreciate the support of the Doug show. So that could be, you know, hopping over. I think they have a little chat thing, but if not, there's a way that you can uh, send an email and, you know, let them know that you appreciate it. That really helps out, especially if you can do it in the next, you know, week or two, that will provide a lot of support. And, you know, that's, that's one thing I'm trying to, uh, to do is get, you know, get people to go and check out the things that we talk about, Uh, for the advertisers. So anyway, hope everybody's having a good day out there. And we have a uh, fun episode coming up. Let me look at the Trello board. Oh, this is a good one. So I met my new friend, Denise, at FinCon. I met her uh, back in early September down in Orlando. And I interviewed her because she's making about 2000 bucks per month. Currently, she's a relatively newcomer to the niche site world, but she also has a lot of interest in personal finance, and that's why she was at FinCon. And it was kind of fun. Well, it was fun meeting her. She's a lovely person, and uh, I don't want to spoil any of the fun stories that we tell in the episode, but that is coming out uh, very soon coming out pretty quick. Uh, I think it's the next episode, unless I have goofed things up on my calendar, which I think I have to publish this one now. So Denise will be uh, the next episode coming up in a very fun episode. So yeah, have a great day out there. We'll catch you on the next one.